Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. Uh, this is record 30 out of 32. Let's get mm. it on, baby. Yeah, so yesterday, uh, I don't know, it was not the exact order of when we're doing this. We we did the, the Cleveland Browns, uh, a team that, you know, an AFC team that has been terrible for most of our lifetimes, that had a real breakthrough season last year. And mm-hmm. the question is, are they going to regress? Or are they going to take the next step forward? And today we're doing the same thing with the uh, with the Buffalo Bills, with Josh Allen. This is a team that, you know, last year, Josh Allen goes from a uh, possible bust as a quarterback to an MVP candidate, and they go all the way to the AFC Championship game. And now they come into the season with an over-under of 11, and with which is the uh, tied for third best in the league, mm-hmm. and with the uh, third best Super Bowl odds. You have them at four in your power rankings. I have them at four in, our, in my power rankings. Overall, they're at four in our power rankings. Um, do you think that we're sort of just baking in all this improvement and not taking regression into account, which is one of my big focuses on the Browns episode yesterday? Or do you think uh, this team is legit? They are an absolutely no question Super Bowl contender. Uh, they're an absolute no question Super Bowl contender. We play a game we usually play after week one or week two. Yeah. Um, which is the uh, one of us gets a side uh, and we'll go we'll, we'll bid on who on who wants to be that side for. Would you rather have, you know, X that number of the teams field. or yeah. the other or the field? OK, so. Let's and usually start? we do it after week four or five. And usually we pick like five teams. So before right. the but season, I want, I would, yes, we've would never you do done four, Would you do four teams? No, I thought we start high and go and go low. I would not do four teams. Would you do five teams? Would you do five teams? No, no, I wouldn't do five either. Would you do six? No. Mm, I think I'll do six. OK, take your six teams. You'll give me six teams and I get the field. All right. Yes. Um, or I get five, six teams and you get I get the field. I get yeah. the field. Yes. All right. Fine. So and would the Bills take... be one of your six is why I'm asking. Yeah. Um, yes, they will be one of my six. OK. I'm going to take I mean, it's it's not a surprise. It's the top five teams in my power rankings. I'm going to take uh, the Chiefs, the Bills and the Ravens as the three best teams in the AFC right off the bat. OK. I will take the Bucks. I will take mm-hmm. the Seahawks mm-hmm. and the Packers and the sixth team. I'm not sure where to go. I think there's this like narrative reason of like the, you know, Rogers last season in green Bay and, you know, can he win a super bowl on the way out? Although it'd be hard for him to leave if they win the super bowl. Right. 
Um, right. uh, you know, obviously, be awkward at the very least. I'm looking. I mean, there's all these teams with 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 higher over unders in the Packers. It's the Rams. There's the 49ers with their insanely easy schedule. Uh, there's the Browns. Who's my sixth team? I think mm, it's I. It's between the Rams and the Packers, and I'll take the Packers. All right. So okay. you get you get the field. You get the Rams, the Browns, the 49ers, the Vikings, the, the Dolphins, the Cardinals, the Titans, Yo, the Chargers, for the, the Cowboys. Yeah, you well, you hate the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You're down on the Vikings. But um the Saints, the I'm Colts, not down on them. the Patriots. If yeah. I mention Washington. Yeah. If I mention how do you, how relevant. do you feel about your about your how do you feel about your six versus my twenty six? I mean, I prefer my six. That's why I made the bet. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll see Casey what happens. Bo- Casey, um, Baltimore, right, so Buffalo are, are my AFC teams. Tampa, Seattle, Green Bay are my NFC teams. And yeah, Green Bay and the Rams, probably the, the toughest marginal one for me. Um, I'm looking at my my, my end of season predictions, which we'll do in a couple of days. I have multi, I have one, two, three, four teams winning 11 games that I did not pick. So uh, one of those teams could uh, make a run in the playoffs. And if they do, you win our bet. All right, so that's our bet. Okay, so let's talk about why are the Bills such a no question Super Bowl contender? Now, obviously, it starts with Josh Allen, right? He was so good mm-hmm. last year, and he really did not have uh, – Stefan Diggs obviously was an elite weapon, had this career year, just a bonkers year out of nowhere. Um, but you look at the rest of mm-hmm. their receivers, right? Brown was injured. Um, Cole Beasley had a career year for him, but ultimately he's just a slot guy, uh, an, you know, a, 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 you know, anti-COVID mm-hmm. stop. We don't uh, slot shame on this podcast. Yeah. Um, their running backs, Singletary was not very good, like, it was really all Josh Allen, basically. Yeah. And no, Diggs I, was great. Diggs was a big. No, uh, but did, yeah, I agree. Other, say, other than Diggs. Yes. Their, their Diggs line is good, but not great. Their yeah. running backs are below average. And brother, their this is all a credit to nothing. Josh Allen. This makes his jump to compare to Baker yes. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has as perfect a situation as exists in the NFL outside maybe Brady. And yet Josh Allen's numbers blow Mayfield's out of the water, um, you know, from the same draft, obviously. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he added this year. Emmanuel Sanders is very old. And I think, you know, he's not a sexy pick to take in your fantasy draft for that reason. But he was really, really good in New Orleans last year. Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders, how old is he? He's 34 this year. But he's he's been really good at every step. Like, he was banged up in San Francisco the year before, but he was really good consistently in Denver that entire time, even, even once they lost Brady and once their quarterbacks, uh, excuse me, Manning and their quarterbacks were no longer good. I think Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders immediately becomes uh, a great weapon there. And then they have, you know, Gabriel Davis maybe takes a step up. Maybe Beasley, if he stops with the COVID stuff, he's decent. I think their weapons are better than last year. The Singletary Moss combo in theory should be a little bit better than last year, although who knows? That's why I, I don't think know it should wa- be better, but. Well, it can't be worse. I mean, the yeah. team never ran the ball last year. Right. I don't know if they're going to this year either. Well, I mean, they, I mean, they invested, you know, like uh, top three draft picks in these guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think they need to run the ball also. And I think they'll run the ball like in well, limited I mean, doses. Do you are Josh Allen's numbers? And we discussed this on the quarterback ring podcast. You asked me, but now I'll ask you. Well, Josh Allen's numbers this year, let's say on a per game basis, because you have 17 games instead of 16 games. So it's not apples to apples. Exactly. Yeah. Will they be better than worse than or essentially identical I, to last year? I think you have to say you can't say better. I think that's yeah. like assuming that if you say better, he's the MVP of the NFL. Yeah. So I'm going to say worse. I mean, his MVP odds aren't. But that terrible. doesn't mean I'm down on them. No, I am not saying it's crazy that he You're would be down MVP, on him. But you have what, to what's say the bump the there. 
<laughs> but he can still again? regress. Uh, listeners he, remember we, he yesterday can... on the Browns podcast, we lost Akiva for a while. I just had to talk and talk and he talk. He can still regress um, slightly. facing all kinds of technological me? issues lately. I don't really understand what they Hello? are. He said something about how his USB plugs don't work or something. But to answer the question, Josh Allen right now at 14 to 1 has the third best uh, MVP odds. Let's talk about these MVP odds for a second. Patrick Mahomes is at 6 to 1. Can you not hear me? Patrick Mahomes is and should be the favorite. But there's no value in taking a guy before the season at six to one, right? Like too Why? much has to go. If he gets hurt, if his team struggles at all, like anything happens, let alone if um, another team, you know, does something I can hear crazy. Me. Uh, so yeah, six to one is Hello. not great odds, even though he's obviously the best player. If this was the NBA, it's a little bit Hello. different. But in the NFL, yeah, you're not taking anybody there. Aaron Rodgers at 11 to one. That's completely stupid. That's just for, Hello. you know, like casuals. Um, he's the reigning MVP. I understand that. But he's not going to back to back MVP seasons. There's obviously going to be regression. He's getting older. Um you know, and also narratively, they don't like to get that. So Aaron Rodgers is a really stupid choice. Josh Allen at 14 to one. Not bad. Oh, are you back? I just heard you sniff. I've been back the whole time. I don't know why you can't hear me. I don't know why you couldn't hear me. No, could not hear you for the last two minutes. So I was I was running through the uh, NFL Super. You're probably uh, muted. The MVP odds. We Mahomes. At yeah, I heard one. you. I was able I, to hear oh, you. Did you disagree with anything I said? I mean, just like the, your very essence of disagreement. Yes, I know that. But Brady at 14 to one again, that's like a casual. That's a really stupid pick. Yeah, don't pick that. Dak at 16-1 is not bad because, I mean, he is an elite quarterback and he's he's in a garbage division if they win 12, 13 games and he plays the whole season. I mean, last year he was putting up MVP numbers before he got hurt. Lamar at 18-1. He could have been the MVP, but Stafford I... Stafford at 20-1. Oh, There's like, is a 10-7 Cowboys team even if... probably too low if we let Russ cook. Even if Dak stays um, healthy. Where's the top quarterback on our board? Derrick Henry at 50-1. to uh, Deshaun Watson is still 50-1, to along with Kirk Cousins. Our 50-1s, here's our 50-1 options. You want to hear them? Please. No, we lost the Kiva again. It's too bad. I want to hear, hear me, apparently, but I can't hear him. Can you hear me? Now no? I hear you, but you sound like you're 100 feet away from your microphone. No, I'm, This is wonderful technology here. We finally get to the top teams. All the casual listeners who didn't listen to our podcast for the whole first three weeks of August. They're here now. They're you think excited, the numbers get better? And I can't you think the numbers get better when the teams So here are, are the good? teams who have 50 to 1 odds to win the, to, uh, win the NFL MVP this year. Deshaun Watson. You think the numbers get better when the teams Do are not. Do not bet on Deshaun Watson to win the MVP. Even in a world where he plays, and even in a world where he puts up superlative numbers, he will not be voted the MVP of the NFL. So do not pick Deshaun Watson. Kirk Cousins at 50 to 1. I almost want to say the same thing. I think there's enough people who are so pissed at his, uh, his like va- vaccination idiocy that even if he has an incredible season and the Vikings win 13 games, I can't admit. I think enough people won't vote for him. Matt Ryan at 50 to 1. You're like Peter King will never vote for him yeah. for MVP. Matt Ryan is purely a name. Tua at 50 to 1. That's not insane. James at 50 to one, not insane. Um, so I think, I think there's a couple of options there, actually. I, w- I would say I would take Tua or Jameis among all the 50 to one guys. And then uh, we, we lost Jameis winning the MVP would be such a story. Mm. How about 100 to one? James wins MVP, Mariota would have to win next. 100 to one for both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I don't like Saquon's MVP. We chances, can't hear you. Akiva, so I don't know if you're talking. I don't love Saquon's MVP chances. Yeah, you're 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 so soft. Like uh, your audio is is unusable. You're not going to be able to be picked up. I, I hope my microphone didn't break. No, now you sound fine. Just don't move yourself or your technology. I don't know what's going on there. You got all kinds of issues. OK, but yeah, OK, so let's come back to this team. So we think so. Josh Allen, if his numbers improve, he's going to be the MVP. And at 14 mm-hmm. to one, is that worth any money or, or no, in your opinion? I mean, 14 to one's not bad, a bad number for Allen. Yeah. But um, again, I just said he'd, he'd regress. Well, like, yeah, 
if I had to make an MVP bet this year, what's Kyler's number? Kyler's at 25 to one. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. No, I would like Kyler too, if it was yeah, like, you want it to be. And what's enough. Russ's number? Because uh, Russ, 20. Russ, 20. Russ, I like Russ 20. I like Russ guy. to 20. Yeah, every year that we want yeah. to give him never got an MVP, but I like Russ to 20. I'm looking at everybody who's 20 to one or higher. It's Russ, Stafford, mm-hmm. Lamar, Dak, Brady, Allen, Rogers, Mahomes. Yeah, Russ is by far my favorite of those. Yeah, spoiler, I would spoiler agree. alert for when we get to my end of season predictions. But yeah, I would take Russ there. Now we um, have to make remember, we have to make we maybe we could do this this episode because we have a lot of predictions to make next episode. Uh, our long shot Super Bowl team. We each said we'd pick. I, I did that already. I said it was the well, I told you to read it on the podcast. You, you told it, me, but, but I didn't. I didn't say it. Yeah, I but busy. I put it in the show notes for that episode. To, to me, it's the Raiders. Oh, everyone reads the show notes. So I, everyone knows I told them to. So of all yeah. the teams, so it's Las Vegas lower, Raiders. The Raiders yeah. at 60 to one are my long shot Super Bowl winner. I thought no, I thought we said 30 to one or lower. Well, I took 30 is not even that low. Dallas, Miami, Arizona, the Chargers, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Indy, Vegas. Oh, not excuse me. Uh, the Patriots, Denver, those 30 to one basically means that you're expected to win between eight and 10 games. You're like a 50 50 playoff. Well, I don't think any that's team is going to win the Super Bowl. Shot. That's 60 to one. OK, we can't hear you again. Akiva, you're, you, you nobody's going to win the Super Bowl who's 60 to one. All right. So 30 to one. So keep it. All right. I took out my podcast, Mike. Hopefully it's not broken. Now you sound like you're on the, phone. The, te- the quality's poor, but the but the sound is high. So that's fine. Take it. Perfect. Perfect. That's what okay. We All right. So of the 30 to one teams, I would take. I think I would take either the Chargers or the Dolphins. Who would you take of the 30 to one teams? Well, if I have to go more than 40. OK, now now your audio is gone completely. Can I hear you? You're not talking. If I have to go more than 40. No, there's nothing. You're not you're, you're you're not audible. You're not making any noise. This is really annoying. I don't know why. I, I wanted to just keep going and bully over it. At this point, I think we have to actually stop, uh, pause the podcast, fix it and come back. Are you sure it's not your Internet? Wait, hello? Is, are you sure it's not your Internet that's bad? Is it my Internet that's bad? I think it might be because no. you're you're red on on Zoom. No, now you're fine again. Now you're fine. Yeah, because you were red on Zoom and now you're not red. Well, I think it's your internet. What it, well, bad. you can blame me if you want, but the bottom line is Zoom's not going to pick you up. So I will blame you. Anyway, my my more than 30, I don't want anybody who's more than 30 to 1 to win the title. But if I had to, I'd pick Arizona at 40. But again, mm-hmm. I don't that's not what I want. If I could pick a 30 to 1 team, then I'm gonna take the Steelers. Now, that was one of our biggest disagreements. You have them at 11. I have them at 18. So I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I took the Dolphins, who I have at 9, and you have at 17. So that also makes sense. There's a, there's, there's a scenario where Tua plays like a star, and this team is just incredible. You're, you're, my issue with you taking Arizona is that the fourth best team in their division. So they have to leapfrog, leapfrog just to make the playoffs. They have to leapfrog somebody, right? Yeah, and I the mean, other the other way theory, the other way to theory, do it, you could have all yeah. you could have all three wild cards from the same division, but that just seems very unlikely. Correct. And I predicted it last year, if you remember, for yeah. the NFC West, and my just predictions it, didn't it happen. Can't, it can't happen because yeah, it's too hard. Well, it's a little easier now because you have only six common games on the schedule out There's of seventeen. Fewer. Yeah, that's true. Wait, but how about this? The the other, if you want a long shot team, it's like the Bears win Week One, but Andy Dalton sucks, and then Fields comes in Week Two. And Fields is a revelation. And then that team is at 50 to one will be down to 20 to one by week four. If Fields is good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that's, I mean, and you could say the same thing about Lawrence. I don't think that team is good enough or even Burrow or Wilson, any of the first or second year guys. Just, I mean, it's not going to happen, but in theory, crazier yeah. things. Well, well, we're talking you know, about crazier shows. things have happened. What would tell me a crazier thing that's happened? I guess Leicester City winning the cup. Mm-hmm. When the USMNT wins the World Cup in uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, that was pretty finals. crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I stayed up till 5 a.m. to watch the USMNT play a game in El Salvador with a high school level production value because mm. CONCACAF just sells it to like, you know, the the highest buyer who's some shady whatever. And, uh, you know, and uh, seventh grade level announcers and like they, someone would be kicking the ball and they'd be showing the stands like it was it, truly like dizzying. Yeah, you're talking about high school level production value as your audio goes out yet again. Yeah, that's your that's your uh, they'll hear me or do they only hear what you're recording because because you're a stupid. Yeah, computer. They, they won't hear you and they'll. Uh, yeah, but you'll blame me anyways for yeah not hearing. Well, I'm not blaming you, but your hmm. audio is red. I don't know what that means. And your, red. Your, your internet, your internet on Zoom is red. That seems bad. Mm, I don't know. Let's come back and talk about this team some more. Okay, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, all right, what do you want to say? I, it, what's weird is like I, the defense. They have one really good player, right? Like, well, is, I, think is, I think their whole secondary is very good. The secondary is very good. Ward is uh, Tredavious White is a star. Yes, Boyer and Hyde are both very solid safeties. Yes, I don't. I, I like everyone on the on the on the defensive line, but none of them are stars. Their first round pick was also Rousseau. Yeah, uh, in the forest. Also, now, they, a, they have also, in their in their edge rush depth chart a guy named Boogie Basham. I want to live in a world where Boogie Basham is great. I want to see Boogie's dance. It's, it's Basham. It's Basham. Well, I'm saying Basham because that sounds funnier to me. Although actually, Boogie Basham is actually actually no, that's better. Boogie Basham works. Well, I the if Jew because the Jew was like a Spartak is like Jew though. It would be Basham, but yeah, but he's not. So I'm assuming he's not. I haven't seen him or met him. Uh, um, yeah, because the Jets had Terrell Basham for years. Yeah, but you're right. I assume the front, that's probably his big the, the front seven of this team is not great, right? They're cousins, Boogie Basham and 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 oh. Uh-huh. Basham, Terrell Basham, and Carlos Basham. Um, uh, the front seven of the team is not great. Is that what you said? Yeah. It's. I mean, it's not great, but it's good. Yeah. By the way, Brian Cox Jr. Is he Brian Cox's son? And does I he believe wear, that is Brian Cox's Does son. he wear that same weird thing behind his shoulder pad, like behind his helmet? You know, behind his neck. I think he might. I think I mean, he might. He was a longtime Jet, more of a Dolphin than a Jet, but you know what I'm talking about. He. he that yeah. was like his like trademark. He had that weird protuberance. Although there was other guys in the 90s. I feel like linebackers did that. Like there was a guy on the Bills. There was a white guy on the Bills in the early 90s. Um, let's remember a guy. Name me white linebackers on the Bills in their Super Bowl run. I don't. Who, who would it have been? Or you can lose your audio and then you won't name them at all. Who was it? I don't remember. All right. I'm going to go look at the 1992 Buffalo Bills. Let me look at their defensive players. And let me see if I can find out who I'm talking about here. Uh, Shane Conlon. That's what I'm talking about. Does anybody remember Shane Conlon? Yeah, everyone uh, remembers Shane State. Conlon. Oh, uh, linebacker you. And makes three consecutive Pro Bowls for the Buffalo Bills in 88, 89, and 90. And then doesn't make... Ox uh, Jr., can you hear me? 91, 92, and then actually goes to the Rams for three years and finishes his career. But uh, Shane Conlon... Cox Jr. does not wear the Brian thing. Cox-style thing in the back of his um, uniform, or I don't even know how to describe it. All right, we lost wheels again. So, yeah, to, to me, the biggest issue with, 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 with Buffalo is, like, can this team win the Super Bowl? Yes. But, like, how does, what has to happen for this team to win the Super Bowl? I honestly think it's more about other teams than it is about them. 
because I think that Buffalo is not as good a team as Kansas City or Baltimore. And I don't think there's, no matter how good Buffalo is going to be, they're not going to be as good as Kansas City or Baltimore unless something happens to those teams. So, for example, last year in the Super Bowl, we saw by far the best team in the league lose because their offensive line had nobody and they, you know, their quarterback was under just record loving, record setting pressure. And also they created no pressure on the other side. So if the Chiefs have significant injuries to their receiving core or their offensive line or obviously to Mahomes or anything like that, that is necessary for the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Likewise, Baltimore, either they have to sort of shut the bed as they've done a little bit in the playoffs the last couple of years or an injury, a third COVID to, to Lamar or something like that. I think something has to happen to those teams because if those teams are both at full strength, I just don't see Buffalo in consecutive weeks beating essentially in the playoffs, Baltimore and Kansas city. Um, and then also they'd have to beat some of the AFC in the NFC. Now it's possible that they wouldn't be overwhelming underdogs in those games. I think they'd be underdogs of between, let's say three and seven points. So you could win, you know, you could win two or three consecutive games where you're a slight underdog, but I do, I just don't think, I don't think Buffalo's ceiling reaches the ceilings of those other teams. And so I just think that they would need a little bit of luck or a little bit of help from those other teams in order to make it. And frankly, we saw that in the AFC championship game last year, right? Like we saw Buffalo, they made it to the AFC championship game. They were obviously very, very excited to do so. But when they got there, I mean, they were, they were just completely outclassed by the chiefs. So I think what did they lose by two touchdowns? And it was a game that like, wasn't even that close. Let me open up that box going out to remind myself. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. They were losing 38 to 15. And then they scored a bunch of garbage points towards the end so that they only lost 38, 24, but they were, they were losing 38 to 15 when it was still a competitive game. Um, and, and we've said, well, what has Buffalo done to improve? And, you know, we talked to Cleveland's done a little bit to improve. I think that the chiefs have done more to improve than Buffalo has, right? Like Buffalo's added Emmanuel Sanders, which as I said, I like more as a second receiver than anybody they had last year. And, you know, Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis slot in his three and four. Like, so, so there's a slight improvement to their receivers. I think the running backs have to be better because they can't be worse. But Kansas City's offensive line is dramatically improved. And Kansas City's offensive line in the AFC Championship game wasn't as bad as the Super Bowl, but they still had most of those injuries, right? There was only one other guy who got injured in that game between them and the Super Bowl. Um, so to me, the answer to how did the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl? And are we getting wheels back at all or no? I don't know if he's even there. I'm here. He's I'm here. Do you not hear me? Messaging me on the side. No. You don't hear me? I'm here. Guys. Sorry, give me a chance. I'm here. He hasn't even looked at his WhatsApps in an hour. So he's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe the internet's out altogether in his house. Maybe he uh, got struck down by something. I don't know. We hope we hope wheels is okay. Um, but yeah, so basically my, my take is that the Buffalo Bills can win the Super Bowl if something goes wrong for the Kansas City Chiefs and a couple of other teams. Um, and then also, obviously, the Bills need to overcome testing, their, testing. You know, their, their, their history of, you know, the four consecutive Super Bowl testing, losses testing, and, and the curses that I'm sure that a lot of Buffalo fans feel ever since wide right. Um, but I think they're a very good team, uh, even though I, I'm sorry, Bills, I'm always going to root against you. I, I used to root in, I used to root for the Bills, you know, in my youth. I, yeah. I you know, I felt they were That's a little bit like the version of the Vikings with all the Super Bowl losses. And so I always root for the Bills. I liked Marv Levy, uh, you know, member huh. of the tribe as a head coach. Obviously, that helps. But then um, I just I hate Stefan Diggs so much, even though he was responsible oh. for the greatest moment of my entire life. But then he acted like a petulant little bitch. And honestly, he was just, he was a brat and he was so obnoxious and they, and by the way, it's a trade that worked out for the Vikings because as good as Diggs was, Jefferson was at least as good, if not better last year and is under a rookie contract and is getting paid nothing for the next five years. So like, I'm very happy with Justin Jefferson over Stefan Diggs. Um, it was a net win for the Vikings that trade. It was a good trade. However, I'm still mad at Diggs because of the fact that he was such a legend in Minnesota with the Minneapolis miracle. And then he decided to act like a baby because he was mad that he didn't get enough targets. I don't even know what he was mad about because like, 
he's mad that Delvin Cook is on the team and he wanted to go to a team where they had a worse running back so that they wouldn't run the ball. Like, I agree that the Vikings run the ball too much, and that they're too conservative in offense, and that, you know, when you have a Cousins and a Diggs and a Thielen or a Cousins and a Jefferson and a Thielen, you have to be throwing the ball way more than they do. I agree with that. Um, but, you know, I, I did not appreciate Diggs, and so I will always hate him um, from this point forward, and I will always root against him and his team. And I'm just keep talking, 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 because we still don't have wheels. And I'm actually going to pause the podcast at this point and try and see if we can bring wheels back. For the what do you mean? Why are you pausing the podcast? Oh. All right. So we're back. Turns out it was my what an phone. idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. My head, but uh, my headphone jack was out. And so that's why mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm such a moron. It must have been like barely out and barely in because like sometimes you could hear me and sometimes you yeah, could. Yeah, no, that's so weird. All right. So we're back. Uh, my fault, not yours. I was like texting Alex on three different devices, sending him WhatsApp but notes. He's like, my phone well, your either, WhatsApp so message is blank. Like, well, yeah. what are the odds that the audio is not working on my computer, my laptop and my phone? It yeah. might be a you thing, but I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Whatever. All right. So let's let's come back to the bills for a second. So I think I said on another podcast how Mitchell Trubisky would take over for Josh Allen and lead them to the Super Bowl. I actually don't think that I think if they were on the Browns, I think that would be a more reasonable thing because that's a team where the quarterback doesn't really matter. And every the system is around them is so much better here in Buffalo, as we've said. They don't have a great running game. They don't have, I mean, their receivers are good, but they're not other than bigs. They're not incredible. Um, I think it's now Brian Dable. I think he's obviously done a very good job as office coordinator, but I think this is a team where you, most of the credit you have to give to last year's dramatic improvement to, uh, to directly to Josh Allen. I would agree. Do you want to do schedule game for the bills? Sure. Uh, you ask me. No, I'm looking this team just, they're, yeah. they're they they, their Pythag last year was 10.9. So their 2.1 wins over expected was third most in the NFL. So probably a little bit of a regression, which is why their over-unders at 11 and not like 12 or whatever. Um, let's do some schedule game. I will ask you about the Buffalo Bills and you'll tell me what you think. They start in week one at home against the Steelers, who you just said is a long shot Super Bowl bet for you. Yeah, I also want to point out, I like went in and told my wife, like, hey, I need a new computer because like mm. the last USB doesn't work because my podcast mic isn't working. I'm going to need a new podcast mic. All this planning. Meanwhile, Jabroni McGee over here didn't just think to play. But, but my audio was, I don't know, whatever. Maybe. OK, it's all my fault. Everything's my fault. All right. Who's winning in week one when Buffalo hosts the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, two teams I really like uh, the Bills. So you really like the Steelers. All right. Week two at, at Miami. Miami. OK. Uh, week three at home against Washington. Bills. A home against Texas. Houston. Bills. All right, Bills. So three and one. At this is where it gets tough. At Kansas City on Sunday night, and then at Tennessee on Monday night. I'll say loss and loss. All right. So they fall to three and three. Early by in week seven, especially early by uh, the standards of this season. They come back on Halloween and they finish their matchup with probably their biggest uh, competitor to win the division, the Miami Dolphins. They're done with them. Before November. Uh, beat the Dolphins. Yeah, you got two weeks to prepare and get revenge. Four and three. And now the schedule gets pretty soft at Jacksonville and at the Jets. Win-win. Six and three at home against the Colts. Win. Seven and three. And then short rest Thursday night, Thanksgiving at New Orleans. The late game. I'll say loss. All right. So they are seven and four. Now they have a long time to prepare for Monday Night Football against the Patriots. Um, win. Eight and four. Now they go at Tampa. Possible Super Bowl preview question mark. Loss. Eight and five. They face Carolina at home. Win. Nine and five. They go at New England. Second time to play them in 20 days on Easter Christmas. 
win. Oh, so they sweep the Patriots 10 and five. And now they ended very easy at home against Atlanta and the Jets. Win-win. All right. So you have the Bills winning 12 games. Uh, I'm not that far off from you. I'm a, I'm a little low. I haven't met 11. But um, which I guess is a material difference because the over-under is 11. So you would take the over here. Yeah, I'm going to take the over for sure. You yeah, know if I was choosing between the over and the under, I would take the over also. But yeah, to me, it's a stay away. Um, I just I think I'm a little higher. Well, I mean, you are, seem to be really low on New England. I'm not super low on them, but I, I don't think they have a big, big time ceiling. I think they could definitely be competent. Yeah, I think I mean, New England is going to be New England is a slightly poorer man's version of Miami to me. They both have a young, unproven quarterback from Alabama. Well, the Dolphins they both have, have a very, very good defense. But I trust the Dolphins like the skill a lot position, more. The skill position players on the Patriots are not great. I mean, I guess Harris and, and like Smith are fine, but like the rec- Patriots receivers are the worst in the NFL. The yeah, they spent so much money on all these tight ends and receivers, and they still suck. Like, yeah, congratulations. No, suck. You brought like the backup tight end from the Titans, uh, a guy who's never healthy for the Chargers, and like Aguilar, a guy who's most famous for, you know, uh, people making Aguilar did play well babies. last year. Yeah, he. I mean, he played better in Las Vegas than he did in Philly. That's correct. But um, yeah, and he put up a, some decent numbers. But if he's your wide receiver one, or even two, if you're going to argue that John Smith, I mean, yeah, the, the Patriots are not doing any favors to Mac Jones. And it's sort of humorous to hear the Michael Clarks and the, and the William Simmonses of the world just going over the top, like in love with this team, like Patriots suck. Um, I don't know why we're talking about the Patriots. By the way, was anything better than Simmons? We haven't been bombed yet, have we? No, because of all the pauses and the technological issues, we have like at least no. five minutes to go. So uh, Simmons like has Matthew Barry on for a fantasy podcast. And they oh, mentioned no, about five guys' names the whole time. Yeah. And like it starts with Mac Jones, who listen, I know we play in crazy leagues, but Mac Jones is he's fantasy not fantasy irrelevant. relevant in average leagues. He has he's literally zero, zero, relevance. zero. I just went to my just to check. I went to my old man league, which is a they voted me down to one QB league after I I had it as super flex for a few years. Well, David why? Carr is on what the is way wrong with these Carr, people. They they're uh, somebody said I'm uh, I'm running a, a kindergarten. Someone else <laughs> in the league was like, "Oh, you were running kindergarten for old men." The mm-hmm. the um uh, uh car is is on the waiver wire. So yeah. like you could imagine if cars on the waiver wire, Mac Jones is not even. If, if this is a twelve person league or a ten person league. Twelve. Okay, that's a and twelve. It's, it, it's a one standard. quarterback league. Why yes. would more than thirteen quarterbacks be out? Ne- they should never like you yeah. can pick up Matthew Stafford when you need him. for. Yeah. Like know? the guy. Yeah. 14 through 18. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe if there's a week with like six buys, maybe you grab a guy two weeks before just for but, yeah, but, maybe. But even then, but for like, the marginal difference of, not, you know, being projected to score 18 yeah. points instead of 16 points in one week. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Also, eight teams make the playoffs. So it's like it's it's even dumber. Yeah. I don't know why you're wasting <laughs> your time with the stupidity. That's great. You I, complain I, I, about I, it to me so much all year and then you it's dive good right content. back in the next it's good year. Content. Is it? Okay. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. So, by the way, it is interesting to me that Leslie Frazier is sticking around as a DC here year after year after a d- disaster. He's doing a good job. Um, you know, Buffalo's, you know, their defense was better than their offense until last year. Now they're absolutely an offensively minded team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, as I said, I think their secondary is, is arguably the best secondary in football and certainly in the conversation. Their front seven is not good. It's not terrible, but other than running backs where they're not even trying, like their front seven is definitely the whole They're definitely a pass rusher, but I think there's I mean, Jerry Hughes, team. Jerry Hughes and Mary Addison are good, but they're like old, right? These yeah. rookies, Rousseau, Rousseau, that's an interesting with me. Um, wait, so is so Basham, Boogie Basham and Carlos Basham, or I just realized they're the same person. 
same guy. Terrell Basham there uh, is his cousin, and he's on the Cowboys, used to be on the Jets. Yeah. I mean, look, if if Hughes and Addison, the old guys are good and the young guys are good, okay, then they'll have a great front seven. But I just think there's a lot of question marks there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean McDermott is probably the quarterback, we, the coach, excuse me, that we were the most wrong on. Right. In terms of well, like, Adam, Adam Gase, like on Miami. Were we high on him? I was high on. Remember, I had oh, the you picked him to win the Super Bowl, Bowl one year. So I was going the yeah. other direction. I was saying, who's a coach? By the time we got to the Jets, we knew he yeah, was yeah. Charles. Who was a coach? Like, it's funny. I read. We I, I picked up my who's turned out to be very good was what I was saying. Yes. I picked up the football outsiders from two years ago mm. and it was like talking about the case hire. And it's like speaking. He hadn't even coached yet. And it was like, of course, is an abject disaster, like not even a question. But it was just so obvious then that it's like so insulting and embarrassing that it happened. Yeah. I mean, it's like we wasted two years of our lives with like you only get to be an NFL fan if you're lucky for 100, 120 years and wasted two of those years with Adam Case. So why do you guys do it? Embarrassing. I didn't hire him. (laughs) I mean, that's that's fair. That's a good point. 